You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Fatterday Omaha. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this. To start, maybe for everybody listening to us, yeah. and, and then we'll go into you know a little more natural conversation, but yeah. would you introduce yourself and uh, tell me a little bit about where we are? Yeah, um, so my name is Maya Mata. Um, we are in Dry Spokes. Awesome. Um, this is, we're on the bar side of Dry Spokes, 19th and Leavenworth, so we were pretty lucky. We share the same building as Shucks, so that's kind of been the way we uh, landmark ourselves with new customers and new people. So yeah, and uh, parking on street, out back, and free parking on your side of the street, yeah, right? So free parking on the south side. <laughs> um, we do share a parking lot with Shucks. Uh huh. I mean, they're pretty busy. Yeah. Um, but they've been great neighbors. Um, but then once they close down, we have free reign in the parking out back, and then all along 19th Street here on the uh, east side of us is all free parking as well. That's perfect. So yeah. so as, as you and I were just getting acquainted with each other, there was somebody looking for parking on the north side of the road. Just park on the south side of the road because it's yeah. free. Yep. It's free. So don't don't let parking because it's we're almost downtown. We're like yeah. right, right there. So some people are like, oh, I don't want to drive downtown because there's no parking or whatever. Psh, you, you got it all taken care of. It's yeah, all good. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. How, how long has Dry Spokes been here now? Um, we opened uh, as a brick and mortar February this year, 2023. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and that was uh, a surprise for us because oh, oh, do tell. what I mean is that we were mobile last year. So we did like catered events, farmers markets, pop-ups, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and everywhere we went, people were like, do you have a place to go? Can you place I can come get your drinks? Place I was like, well, no, but um, let me figure it out. That's kind of my background. Um, like, let me figure it out. Yeah. Um, so we decided to go off and figure out what dry spokes was going to be next. Uh -huh. And when we were shopping around the Omaha area, we had to make a choice. We thought we had to make a choice rather, uh, if we wanted to be a bar, cause that's what was catering was our, was our thing. Make, making drinks for uh, people yeah. or a bottle shop. Um, so like a retail oh, right location, yeah. um, we found this location, um, by luck, I will say. Um, I don't know if you've been to Howling Hounds Coffee. I know um, right where that's at. Yeah, yeah. So the owner there was like, we we're telling him about our concept and he's like, well, there's a bar right around the corner from here that um, is for rent. And so yeah. we came and checked it out and as you can see, this place is gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, it's um, beautiful in here. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since, since we're in the audio medium here, so we'll yeah. describe it a little bit. Um, beautiful, clean. I, I love the spiral lights are very, very cool. Yeah. Did those all come with the, the place? They did. Yeah. Awesome. So if you're familiar with kind of the music scene, this place was the Berkeley before. Right. This is the bar side that um, Amelia did a, a beautiful job, yeah. um, her and her husband did oh, a beautiful job um it's great it's, it's yeah. like it's like fresh and new but yeah. also with the the hard wood and things like that it, it is at once bright but it's also really cozy like all at the same time somehow yeah i'm fortunate so i, I get to sit on the the wonderful customer side of the bar right now <laughs> yeah in a very comfy chair and of course i've got a nice area for my feet to sit as as should be i love yeah. it yeah uh, leah my wife she picked out the furniture here you see um, oh, cool. to try and keep it like she wanted it to be cozy. Um, yeah. So it was a, this bar was very well done. The lighting for the back bar is just gorgeous, especially at night. Oh yeah. All the um, bottles are kind of lit up. Got some LEDs yeah. underneath of there that kind of glows up through the bottles, yeah. which is cool. So that's probably one of the coolest features is that, and then we can dim the lights at night. So we try and like dim the lights to keep it like a, people are like, oh man, you got a vibe going on here. We're like, yeah, like we, we do. hundred <laughs> percent. So, yeah. So you were actually, before you had the brick and mortar, so you were like doing stuff at like farmer's markets and pop-ups and things or like, yeah. how, how did it come to be? Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's kind of a longer story. Um, <laughs> me and my wife pretty much just quit drinking, quit drinking. You know, I'm yeah. in my mid, mid to late thirties. She's coming into her thirties now. Um, and recovery the next morning has not been more challenging it's a little bit longer yeah, yeah i understand um, yeah so about that time i was in korea when COVID hit um oh. and that's about the time i pretty much quit drinking and um a lot of name brands started coming on the market like athletic brewing and well-being and monday all those brands that in the na space are probably yeah. coming to some of the ogs yeah um and i started getting into mixology via youtube university okay you know following yeah. mixologists um making drinks and i came back from korea and Leah was like, uh, we should see if you want to do this. 
if people would drink these, if then you you should try and figure that out. Yeah. Um, so we did. We made drinks, gave beers away to people. Like, hey, what do you think about this? And would you pay for it? And um, they're like, yeah. I think free beer is a great way to gauge interest. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of, we figured out, like, do people want to drink this? Do they want to, yeah. like, it's a market, but would Omaha specifically Adapt want it? Adapt to it. So that's when we started doing pop-ups around Omaha and farmer's markets. I love stuff. it. Well, and I've seen a, a, a couple of shifts beverage-wise. I, I think a lot of companies in the, say, the soda space have been seeing a lot of things go to carbonated water. Mm -hmm. Like, I drink a ridiculous ton of carbonated water. I, yeah. I switch moved from soda. And I think that the you know NA cocktail space also, from an outsider's perspective, seems that things are growing very nicely in that area. And I was at uh, another local shop, a bottle retailer, and they have a really nice shelf of, of NA spirits. Yeah. Very, very cool. So not only your ideas and, and your health pursuits yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of dovetailing with an industry that's kind of coming up too. So you're like right on the edge there, which is very, very cool. Now, do you have a, a background in like hospitality restaurant industry or is this nope. all brand new to you? Super cool. <laughs> it's all brand new. I love it. Um, during the day, I am active duty military. Oh, so, right. Thank you for your service. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So I definitely have no background in uh, hospitality or anything like that. I'd say my background is maybe problem solving uh, is probably what I would Best call it as, From um, everything I understand about <laughs> the hospitality and restaurant industry, problem solving is a daily task. So yeah. you're <laughs> so that's that's my background. My wife Leah, she was a server for a while. Oh, okay. Um, so she has some background in hospitality and service. So awesome. um, she definitely can can anticipate what a customer would want, need, and all that kind of stuff. And I had to learn quickly. Um, yeah. That skill set. So <laughs> I'm still learning it, um, but it's definitely something that. I'm working on. Thankfully, uh, we, we have some beautiful bottles that are beautifully lit. Uh, looks like we have uh, some different things before us here that we'll probably get into in a minute. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I, I wanted to make sure I asked you about was uh, terminology. Yeah. So is it a cocktail? Is it a mocktail? Is it not? Is it whatever anybody wants it <laughs> to be? I want to make sure that um, from your perspective, that the drinks get the respect that you would like them. Because sometimes people feel maybe mocktail is, is oh, this isn't as good as the other thing. So yeah. what, what do you, how do you approach that? Um, I think we're trying to, I mean, you've seen Mean Girls, right? Like uh, the word fetch or like- uh, Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> you can't so make like, fetch a thing. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> we, we use the term knocktail in a- Oh, I kind of like that. Um, and that was, uh, I'm pretty sure other people thought of it, but for us specifically, a friend of ours, was helping us out and she kind of came up with she's like why don't you just call them knocktails but that's kind of what we refer them to because yeah. um, when we talk to people about non-alcoholic beverages if yeah. you will they kind of have this idea of virgin mocktail uh, and cocktail right right um, virgin you know usually you just remove the spirit it's missing it's, something. it's it's the mixer truly and that's it's missing that piece of it yeah uh, a mocktail will probably be something that's you know, whipped up by a bartender who's willing to do it. And based off of what the ingredients they had behind the bar, that's what they'll give you. It may be an homage to something, it may not. But ours are non-alcoholic cocktails. Some of them are like an homage, like we have an old fashioned, you know? Yeah. And then we have something completely off the trail there um, <laughs> that we create ourselves. So it's kind of, uh, we, we say knocktails, uh -huh. uh, sounds like mocktails, so kind of people can kind of relate to that term a little sure. bit, um, but it's still just a little bit different. I really like the point that you brought up about where a mocktail might be something about here's what the bartender may have behind the bar and just available versus your approach is we have beverages, spirits, ingredients that are focused on that. So it's not like, ah, here's the other stuff over here. It's like, no, no, no. That's what we do. That's yeah. what we're focused on and we have it. So that's such a cool approach. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Oh, very cool. Well, yeah. so I, I am very new to this world. And so in our correspondence beforehand, like I was telling you, I was so excited about just learning, right? Yeah. I love a good margarita. Okay. Um, I have seen some tequila alternatives out there. And, uh, you know, much like a bottle of, uh, we'll say, fully leaded tequila, they're not cheap, right? So it's yeah. a little bit of an investment. In my learning today, I'm, I'm so excited to get to taste a few things because I'm like, I don't know if I should, you know, pull the sugar on a $40 bottle of <laughs> not quite tequila and a, yeah. or, or, or tequila alternative. Yeah. And and will I like it? So that's where I'm so excited about this. So yeah. 
tell me, show me, uh, introduce <laughs> me. What what yeah. do we have going here? That's kind of where I like first introduce the customers to the options we have. There are a lot more options than what we carry. Um, yeah. What we carry is what either I enjoy or my wife enjoys. So it's kind of like, sure. well, this is what we like to drink. So we think you will too. Yeah, um, yeah your heart's and, in it automatically. Yeah. And then the way I describe in non-alcoholic spirits is I uh, akin it to Coke and Diet Coke, right? You know okay. what a Coke tastes like, sure. right? If I hand you a Diet Coke, you're going to know right away it doesn't taste like a Coke. Mm -hmm. But in some instances, Diet Coke is what you want, right? Sure. It'll never be Coke, but uh, it is it is its own drink. Yeah. But you can compare a Diet Coke to a Diet Pepsi, mm -hmm. to a Diet Dr. Pepper. So think about it like this is a little bit of a mind shift of the realm. So you can see elements of what it comes from, but yeah. it may not be the exact same. Sure. So um, tequila, we have many tequila alternatives, Blancos, Reposados. Uh, we have some spiced rums, some uh, bourbons, uh, whiskeys, gins. Um, and then we have spirits that completely do their own thing that are just made to make drinks more interesting. That's the starting place. <laughs> I, I love it. And, and if you're, you know, if one is to come into dry spokes and starts looking at the shelf behind the bar, it's not like there's two things sitting back there. I'm looking at a host of, I don't know, 30 different bottles here. So it's yeah. not like the select, you've got a selection. Yeah. So that's very cool. Yeah. We've tried to uh, make sure we have something for everybody that walks in the door, whether you consume alcohol or not, whether you consume alcohol yesterday and you're not doing it today or just for tonight we wanted to give you the customer the adult experience when you come in here yeah. so everybody um, deserves a classy drink yeah, yeah exactly for sure um, yeah and that's where we have all all kinds of people coming in here from all types of backgrounds so it's pretty cool to see well what would you like to to introduce everyone to and me to um the drink that is probably my favorite to make and is probably my first original cocktail noctail that I created. Also a creation of your own. Yeah, this one is the one that I recommend to most customers when they come in because uh, you look at our menu here and it's, they look at it and they're like, I'm already, I've already got too many choices, which is. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, looking looking at the menu here, I've got, I've got two sides of all sorts of stuff and um, oh, some, some noshes on the back there yeah. too. Very, very cool. So quite a few things on here. Love it. And the one that I recommend is not on there. We have a, oh. we have a digital menu that I update more regularly. So uh, we'll be swapping out to our fall menu where I'll switch, switch out our fall drinks and switch in our fall drinks, excuse me. But the one that I, I recommend is called the Wellwisher. Um, the Wellwisher. It is based in this spirit, which is a botanical spirit. It's out of Portland, Oregon. And the founders have a background in perfumery, so it's very aromatic. Oh, uh, if you want to give us, I would there. love to. All right, yeah. so we will waft here. Oh yeah, it is very aromatic. A little, a little herbal, a little citrusy, and yeah. just smells very nice. Yeah. yeah. So this one is probably one of my uh, favorite uh, ones to use, and it's something that pleases everybody when yeah. they try it. But the drink I'm about to make is with Wellwisher. Like I said, it's okay. It's uh, inspired by a Nigerian mocktail called oh. the Chapman. Okay. And uh, the Chapman has grenadine, okay. uh, Sprite, okay. orange Fanta. Okay. And aromatic Angostura bitters, typically. Oh, that that sounds awesome. So that's like, that's... like a super Shirley <laughs> Temple slammed into something else kind of yeah. happening there. So I wanted to elevate that concept by giving you the citrus elements, which is Found in this right here, you have uh, Seville orange that is the foundation of this. Okay. And then I've done um, a little bit of lemon and lime juice. Instead of using like the typical roses grenadine that people see, I yeah. use uh, a craft grenadine oh, nice. in there. Um, and then we use uh, non-alcoholic bitters that are completely alcohol-free. Oh, cool. So when I make a drink for somebody, this one is one that does not have any alcohol in it at all. So you'll get those elements. I just have to grab some ice over yeah. there. But, yeah. yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. You're getting the behind the scenes stuff where I have to I, scoop a big old thing of ice. I, so. I love this. <laughs> got the fresh ice. The official ice only bucket. Yes. Good deal. Go for some stemware on this one, yeah. looks like. So one of the elements of uh, drinking is your glass. And uh, so we don't have a glass chiller, um, but we do have ice. So I put some ice in the glass and uh, that's what makes it chilled. So ah, hopefully... I got you. Okay, because I was, I was going to ask. So the 
stemware a lot of times for a beverage that you don't typically have ice in, right? So that you hold it by the stem and it doesn't heat up. Mm -hmm. And then a rocks glass for something well that literally has rocks in it. And in this case, like you said, since you don't have a glass chiller, you are pre-chilling the glass. And yeah. also I see some very nice uh, frost uh, happening here on some chilled bottles. So you're making it happen. I am. I'm trying to, you know, give you the full experience when a customer comes in here. And uh, like usually my brother's working behind the bar uh -huh. on some nights here and I come in and I forget my recipes and it's kind of embarrassing when I'm sitting there talking to a customer and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I created this cocktail. And then I'm like, oh, let me look up how to make it. But um, <laughs> As a bartender too, you know, part of that role is interacting with the customer, talking to the customer. Is that something they don't get at home that, that they can get here? Yeah, we. Um, that's one of the things we found is that like, uh, People who don't really drink anymore, they don't necessarily go out all the time. So they They're missing that interaction. They missing that interaction, especially with after COVID. You know, lots of people sure. are trying to figure out how to how to go out again. Yeah. Yeah. So well, so laid out before us. So we have some bottles with droppers. I'm assuming these are bitters and different uh, things here. Yep. We have two larger bottles uh, with pouring devices in there and a little kind of smaller, short, stubby little one there. Yeah and a general glass, but so I'll let you, please do tell more. Okay, yeah, so what I found was that uh, cold stuff tastes better, you know, in Love beverages. Um, so we do keep all of our stuff chilled, and this is just some grenadine, the grenadine I was telling you about. So it's chilled grenadine. Um, I started off with half an ounce of this, um, which is pretty, I'd say pretty typical of a, a ratio. Oh, that has a much more natural color, maybe, than the roses yeah. grenadine. Yeah. So. <laughs> it is pomegranate braced. I don't want to say the name wrong, Lieber & Co., Lieber & Co. Okay. Um, in my YouTube University research of quality ingredients, they're one of the highest rated grenadines out there that's really, really pomegranate-based, which is what a grenadine is supposed to be, Yeah. at least according to my internet research um, as enough. I learned this stuff. But <laughs> that's what we use as a base. So it's something that's a little bit more elevated, if you will. Absolutely. Well, and not something that maybe somebody knows about or can get off the shelf. So what what did we, and of course, you don't have to give away all your secrets here. Yeah. What else did we add in here that you're allowed to uh, uh, disclose as we move through here? Yeah, so it's just a little bit of a lemon and lime juice to counteract the sweetness from the grenadine. Mm. Um, you want to balance that out. Sometimes lime juice is a little too tart. Sometimes lemon juice isn't tart enough. So um, especially when you're working with a non-alcoholic spirit, I usually mix the two because it usually comes out better that way. I so, like it. More complex flavor, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, so that's the idea behind it. And then let me get you your bitters here. Okay. And these ones are pretty cool because they were made by some uh, previous sommeliers who don't drink anymore. Oh, nice. So, so you had some expertise of flavor. Yeah. There. And so two different types of bitters going in. Here. Yeah, I got some aromatic bitters and some orange bitters. So if people are familiar with bitters, it'd be like an, an Angostura bitter and orange bitters. And a very nice uh, mixing vessel here. So I, I, I love the, the sound of the ice cubes going into the glass. You, you definitely are a, uh, a chemist happening here with all <laughs> of your different ingredients. This is very cool. It looks cool, I guess. And uh, It does look cool. Yeah. I'm excited about this. I'm excited <laughs> about everything going in here. This is very, very cool. Good. Chilling it That's out there. That's an escape artist there. That is an amazing spoon, by the way. That's Thank That's you. a sufficient mixing spoon. <laughs> okay. Away it goes. Beautiful color. Just and then, nice red. oh, let me get you your garnish here. Oh, yeah. Looks great. Oh, nice little, yeah. little citrus topper there. And some dried orange there for some more citrus element for you. Excellent. And there's the well-wisher. Oh, the well-wisher. Will, will you be imbibing as, as well here or is... Yeah, <laughs> I'll probably get something, I, I can, because it's easier. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. First of all, love the fact that it's super cold. Yeah. I'm picking up the, I think the pomegranate, I haven't even got into it yet here, but just the, the scent is so pleasant from the... Uh, from the major, and, and I'm sorry, what was our, our spirit there again? Yeah, Wilder, it's the Wilderton Luster. Wilderton Luster, okay. And so this particular spirit isn't a a version of something. It's its own yep. spirit. Yep. Got you. So I definitely have that, and I think I'm picking up on the, the pomegranate, but let's, let's do the important part and give us a taste. Oh, that's really good. Oh, that's so fun. I got the, the citrus, kind of you're mentioning the lime and lemon kind of hit first. 
And then the, the kind of herbal, maybe even the lavender notes from the main spirit kind of pick up at the, at the back end. Yeah. So as people are drinking their cocktails here, and especially for the fact that I don't have to pay the morning price yeah. of slamming. How do you stop? I, I mean, maybe you don't stop people from just knocking them back. Because <laughs> especially if it, I mean, it's a beautiful day outside today as we're talking. Yeah. If it was like 90 outside, I'd have a hard time just not right down the hatch. <laughs> yeah. I'm always, I'm, I'm always a little nervous when I make a drink for somebody because it's a little bit of me. You know what I mean? And so if someone's Absolutely. like, I don't like it. I'm like. Well, I reject, not rejected, but like, you know what I mean? It's like, no, I think somebody that is, is so first of all, I, I've never had anything like it, yeah. which is super fun in and of itself. Yeah. Secondly, there's something about the combination of the, the herbal note plus that kind of citrusy acidic bite that makes it fun and very complex. Like, and I am certainly not a bartender, but like if you handed that to me, I wouldn't be quite sure how to reproduce it, which is fun. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and it's nice to look at. It's nice to drink. It's delicious. Glad you like it. So with some of the, like a tequila alternative mm -hmm. or a whiskey alternative or something along those lines, alcohol ha hallmark, I suppose, mm -hmm. is that kind of characteristic burn. Yeah. Are there spirits that still give you that same, like, like, whoa, you know, the same type of level? And, and if so, what have you encountered that that maybe does that same thing they don't give you that um quintessential alcoholic burn sure um lots of the spirits will use like a capsaicin or like a mm. pepper of okay. some sort um to give you some kind of kick That's the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of sensation some have put i can't quite put my finger on it yet but there is one that gives me almost like a little numbing feeling oh um so it's very interesting because it's like uh to me, it tastes a little astringent, like, because I don't really drink anymore. It's sure. That's how my palate has changed. And that's usually how they do it if they're going to go after that element I see. Uh, of a spirit. Gotcha. So yeah. some type of, like you said, some capsaicin or something else there. I wonder yeah. if that one you were mentioning, the the numbing sensation, I wonder if that's the, was it mala uh, from uh, like a Szechuan peppercorn? That'll, yeah. That'll, I wonder if they snuck some of that in there. Yep. But what I like about the, the well-wisher here, too, is like, with that the acidity in there too i think it allows you to sip it a little slower and and get that same i don't know zippy is the correct right <laughs> word here but but you know that kind of acidic zap so you can yeah. kind of take a sip and let that kind of roll and then with that that kind of herbal finish and then do it all again on a yeah. succeeding drink yeah that was definitely something like when we when i was learning to make just drinks in general i tried to put together drinks that are not just ginger beer, you know, mm. um, something that can be respectable, I think. Um, yeah. For those that come in here and, and let's say they can't drink anymore, but they were definitely cocktail people. Yeah. Um, that's what they love to do is cocktails. And so when they come in here, I wanted to give them that same experience. So Absolutely. that's how the drinks are uh, created for, for someone coming in. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and, and like you said, the, the conversation, the presentation, and this having that kind of darker red color with that, that orange slice in there too is nice red-orange mix, and, and that's very good. And it's just sitting nicely and, and humming here. So nice. Very, very cool. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Are there any other drinks that you would like to, to bring out here? Um, man, I, I guess the question, usually when a, when a customer comes to me, like, what's your favorite? I go, well, what do you like? So I'm going to ask that to you. What do you like? Perfect. If, if, yeah. I, if I could wish for anything in the world, and I usually don't drink it all during the week, so this is perfect for yeah. me because we're, we're during the week here. I love a good lime margarita on the rocks. It's my absolute okay. favorite, like, hard liquor cocktail. That's your one? That's my one. Okay. So I think my, my second... If uh, I, I might reach out for something, might be an old fashioned. So okay. um, that might be something I wouldn't, I would like to try. Okay. So what do you think? Um, we do two versions of a margarita like drink here. Um, one is uh, an homage to a Tommy's margarita. Oh, cool. Um, so we use a non alcoholic tequila, uh, agave nectar in that, some lime juice, and then orange bitters. Um, and then we have what a customer named uh, Magusta Rita. So 
I grew up in Texas, and yeah. down there they put a little bit of pickle juice in their margaritas. Oh, nice. Um, so I we do have one that has a little bit of pickle juice, but then we also do have our old fashioned. If I can request the world, if, if you are offering to choose any, the, yeah. that that Tommy, the classic margarita, I've been okay. so curious as to see okay. what a tequila alternative margarita tastes like. Okay, yeah, we can do that. Love it. Let's see here, which one do I want to do? That's the oh my tough goodness. choice. The selection, I, I love it. Um, when I create, when I made this originally, it was with a different brand that I don't have in stock right now. Um, and so this is one of my favorites, one of my favorite brands. And so is that one. Oh, choices. So, I just um, love the fact that there are choices. <laughs> it's so cool yeah. because I'm guessing probably 10, 15 years ago, it was probably kind of limited versus now it's like, hey, we've got some, we've got some game, you know, players in the game here. Yeah, that's um, something that really a lot of these brands uh, came on the market uh, about the 2020 timeframe. Cause I remember like listening to stories. So this, this idea for me was sparked by, it's not my own original idea. Um, it was sparked by an interview I heard on NPR. Oh, very cool. Um, and it was back in 2018 and I was driving to work because we lived in uh, the Dundee area at the time. So yeah. I was driving to base. And this, his name's Chris Marshall. Um, he started a, a bar down in Austin, Texas, of all places, called Sands Bar. Okay. Um, and he was talking about how he had created this non-alcoholic bar for people to hang out in. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Just kind of sat in the back of my head because I, I was still drinking at the time. And I was like, you know not really for me um, sure. is what I was thinking at the time. Um, but as I've come to like be in this space, I realized that that was probably something I probably still would have gone to yeah. um, learning all this part of the, of the industry, if you will. Yeah. But that was back in 2018 and then 2020 when all this stuff started hitting the market, it was, you know, a couple brands here and there. And then the market itself is just like, it's exploded. It's exploding. Yeah. Well, are you the only fully non-alcoholic bar in Omaha? Uh, we are the only one that I know of right now that's wow. operating as a fully non-alcoholic bar. So I know the options around Omaha have grown, which has been great. Um, yeah. We've had customers coming in here that are like, yeah, I went to this place and they have non-alcoholic options. And um, I was able to get something. Something. That wasn't just club soda and lime. Right, right. Um, I, you know, it, it's funny that you put it that way too, because one of the things when I look at like a, uh, like a modern love or somebody that's specializing in vegetarian or vegan cuisine, yeah. or, you know, you know, thankfully if you go to a good Indian restaurant, there's lots of options, but it's so nice to go to, if you're vegetarian or vegan, go to a restaurant and there's a nice selection of things on the menu instead of like, oh, here's your iceberg salad again. <laughs> and then, like you said, if I go to a bar, and I'm not stuck with the, oh, here's a club soda or here's your Pepsi. No, I can have an adult beverage that has, I mean, I, I'm, I'm watching you as you, so you've got your uh, shaker here. It looks like a, a, a Boston style shaker, I think. Right? Yep, so, yep. Um, we've got our tequila alternative. I saw our citrus going. I looked like a little golden agave nectar or, yep. or uh, yep. going in there. So it's it's being crafted. It's not like no, I'm I'm you know, opening your can and pouring it. In. Here's here's a glass of ice in a can, yep. which nothing wrong with that either. No. But you know, in this case, um, that's the sound. That's what you want to hear. Yeah. That doesn't work with a can of Coke. It'd be all over the place. Yep. So. <laughs> that's definitely something we we strive to give is someone like the full experience. And it's not just like the drinks we do are are only non-alcoholic spirits based. And we yeah. realize that people, you know, coming in here, they may not want that flavor profile in their drink. Um, sure. The first one I gave you is not, I don't think resembles an alcoholic drink it's in its, any way. It's its, it's, its um, own thing. And I, I love it because that was something I have never, never had before. So we've got a different glass on, on my margarita. Nice, yeah. nice little foam on top happened in there too. The tequila I'm using, the non-alcoholic tequila, was made by uh, some bartenders uh -huh. and it's out of Texas. So oh, right on, homage to, to home homage, there too. Yeah. yeah. There you well, go. it looks beautiful, and you know, I I need to do the listeners a favorite. So when they head over to 
are social, they can see this. And I, I was too greedy <laughs> on the well-wisher and I did not take a picture of this awesome beverage. And we're gonna do that right now so people can see what's going on here because if you look at this, it looks 100% like a margarita. I actually like the uh, the dried lime, kind of gives it a good like little twist that uh, you know might be a little different. So, all right, yeah. here we go. Bottoms up as it were. <laughs> That's good. That's a good lime flavor. Good. Take another sip here. I really like that. It's it's sweet. It's not like just hammeringly sweet, but you got to have that good sweetness and you've got the agave in there. There's almost a pear note hiding in there somewhere. I'm not sure where that's coming from ah. or if my my palate is is what it is, but uh an, an homage to a margarita. So I, I love it. I love it. Nice and cold too frothy on top which you can't go wrong with that so yeah and definitely an enjoyable like i i really want like some nachos right now but um <laughs> so as as i get to enjoy this delicious uh homage to margarita the, yes. the knocktail as it were yes. um where did the name dry spokes come from yeah that's uh that's a little bit of history there too so uh, me and my wife met playing rugby oh right on. um for the local rugby team here, the Omaha Goats, the women's rugby team here. Um, and I was uh, actually overseas. Um, she unfortunately broke her ankle during that rugby tournament. Oh, so, no. um, and then she could not be active for a long time because of her ankle. So she got into cycling. We both started riding bikes together. Yeah. And then when we started doing this uh, drinking, making for people, I was like, you know, it'd be really cool as if we did it on a bicycle cart. So with that cool. in mind, we uh, we bought a bicycle cart from a, a business and it was a lot better in theory than it was in practice. <laughs> and so dry spokes, dry for the non-alcoholic part, yes. spokes for the bicycle spokes. When you were looking at, when you were talking about consumption, so as a uh, alcohol serving bartender you have to be very cognizant of your guests to make sure that they are safe etc uh, probably don't have to worry about that quite as much with a with a dry cocktail but yeah. kind of what what was the calculation process or was it consumption more on like I have a four-hour event how much do I bring like what kind of did you determine there yeah so I've, I've been on a couple mobile bartending forums and you know there's a calculator that bartenders use um, when they're doing that catering event you know the first hour is usually around two drinks for that and about an hour after that um, and so I was using that to calculate my my drink uh, estimates yeah. And I think now ours is about one and a half per hour. It's, it's it's a different like consumption rate. Sure. So that plays into calculations when someone gives me a head count. Okay. Um, and the menu breakdown of like, okay, now that I've used these drinks or made these drinks for people and I've had to like a lot of customer interaction, I can kind of tell depending on the person when they're asking us for a quote, yeah. which drinks are the probably their, their friends are going to enjoy of the ones that they pick. So I can say, okay, I'm gonna allocate more resources, if you will, for lack of a better term, for this type of drink versus that other drink. So oh, interesting. Yeah, breaking it down is something I'm learning. <laughs> wow, wow. And, yeah. and when you're talking about pricing a drink, are the, the spirits that you're using, some of which are a tequila alternative or whiskey alternative, and like the first one that we had in the Wellwisher is not, it's its own thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm looking at the bottles here, so most of them I, I think are probably what a 750 milliliter bottle yep. somewhere in there. Yep. How does the price on an NA Spirit, is it on par with a, a leaded one or does it uh does it is it a little bit more because they're more artisan or I, I... um it, it kind of it really does depend on the brand themselves and what i mean by that is um some of them have been in business longer so they've gotten their mm. costs to come down mm -hmm. um to be comparable to like a mid uh i'd say mid-grade spirit if you will sure um some are a lot more artisan and it is very expensive per ounce so uh, if you take into account a lot of these started with the base spirit that they replicate yeah. and then they have to remove that alcohol so that's another step in the process that had to be you know r&d and then uh -huh. and then actually used and uh figured out the right amount so that all that went into all of these different brands on how they're going to remove alcohol from an alcoholic base 
Sure. I totally didn't even think about that. Yeah. So when you when you're getting a a tequila alternative, you know, you have your agave and and things are happening. So they're actually distilling or whatever whatever they are doing in that process, and then they're actually removing the alcohol back out. Mm -hmm. For yeah, for a lot of them, that's how they do it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Some of them do a little bit of a more of a botanical blend, if you will, compounding it. But most of them, I would say most of them, but like a lot of them do a version of distillation to get you that same feeling yeah. of the spirit, like the spirit of the spirit. The, the spirit of the, the spirit. spirit, of the spirit yeah. I, lo I love that. That's actually, as I think about it, maybe even better because it's still the the thing yeah <laughs> everything yeah. it started with you know at its core it's a whiskey it's a tequila it's a you know whatever it is yeah um and then you're just kind of taking taking an element backwards but you know if it's a whiskey or whatever maybe it's aged in a barrel and if anybody's listening to this don't quote me because i do not know word one about <laughs> whiskey making but if you're aging it in a barrel or you know you throw it in an oak barrel or something along yeah. those lines you're still picking up all the notes from the wood and, and all those pieces versus trying to start something from an entirely different process and then probably ending up with something that's entirely different yeah instead of that so that's very very cool and as as i sit here drinking uh my my homage to a margarita this one too i i think again because of the the citrus notes in here to you and i've been having a very nice conversation yeah. thank you it's nice to just sip and chat and sip and chat and yeah i'm going to take another sip right now I, I literally, when customers come in here, um, one of the first things they ask me is, is about the process for all these things. And I will, I will nerd out with these people. I'm like, I'm so sorry if I'm like going into too much detail. Um, they're like, but it is something that I, I love, yeah. like still love, but I mean, like it's, it became a passion that is now here. So, well, yeah. I, I love nerding about food as, as far down that rabbit hole as, as anyone wants to go. And, and obviously you've had the, the time, the passion, the heart to do this research and figure things out. And uh, I'm guessing, and looking at the 50 or 100 bottles that are sitting behind here, have you drank pretty much something from all of these at one point or another to figure all of this out? Yeah, we, um, we taste test everything before we carry it. Uh -huh. um, and so with that, uh, I think, I don't know if you can tell there, and like you said, the different pair elements in there, I try and figure out, um, one, do I like it? If I don't like it, does Leah like it? <laughs> um, if one of us likes it, then I try and play with it to figure out uh, its strengths. Um, mm. Because the, the one that I like to usually talk about are the whiskey options that we carry. Yes. Some are like uh, very true to the bourbon. They have the caramel, the vanilla, those those baked spices notes would be the sweeter side, if you will, yeah. uh, of a whiskey. And then we have uh, a true like whiskey, like not so sweet option. And then we have another one that's like, it's off on its own little element over there. It says it's a whiskey, but I get like a lot of raisin and oh. um, like nutmeg out of it versus the, the straight line bourbon whiskey flavor. So with that, you know, if I'm gonna say, hey, I'm gonna give you an old fashioned, which is probably the most you know iconic cocktail there is, um, which was my favorite cocktail when I drank, um, I'm always constantly chasing that iconic old fashioned that I had. So I'm constantly tinkering with it. So um, we use you know different elements of the different spirits to bring out what we think is the the heart of yeah. the drink. So, so two drinks you've had, you've, you've mixed up for me very very nicely. Do people come in here and do shots? Uh, yeah, so that's that was something that we did not anticipate, actually. <laughs> um, some people, like, you know, they quit drinking for whatever reason, and we've had people come in for their birthdays and like, well, I don't drink anymore. Can I get a shot? Um, and so people have done it. Um, they do it typically with our non-alcoholic tequilas. Um, is usually their go-to. Um, but instead of, like, doing shots on the menu, we do tastings. We call it a tasting. Mm. Um, because, uh, I think we were discussing before, like these bottles aren't cheap. Um, right. they are, uh, an investment, <laughs> um, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, so for me, the best way to introduce you to these spirits is to make you a cocktail. So it has a use, it has a strength. You can use it, um, how you would like, but not everybody tastes it the same. So sure. 
to get a bottle that costs you like $40 is, that's a lot to ask from somebody. Yeah. Um, so we did tastings, like give you a cocktail. And then we also sell like, you can pick whatever bottle you see and get a tasting of it. Um, and we have like little glasses and give you to sell you a tasting. You can make your own tasting flight if you want. Awesome. Um, to get to sample before you buy. For somebody like my, myself that, you know, has been so curious about, you know, all of these things to be able to be like, oh yeah, can I, can I try that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, yeah. and get a little bit, like you said, without buying a, a full, full bottle there is, is awesome. Yeah. That's a very, very cool option. Yep. Super cool. Thanks. Yeah. Which we, we found that, uh, doing that, like still keeps the experience of the, of the cocktail bar, cocktail lounge, you know, you go into, you know, a wine bar, a brewery, a cocktail lounge, you order a tasting flight, you can do that here too. So get yourself. As many as you, as you see here, we, we, we do tastings, but yeah. So Maya is, is gonna make us one last drink to give a try. So you're mentioning the old fashioned was your favorite. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're gonna give one a go. So we got a, we got a rocks class coming up. Different mm. ingredients are happening. So what are the hours typically at, at Dry Spokes? Um, during the week, uh, we open at five. We're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, uh -huh. um, but we open at five on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, we are open till 10 p.m. Uh, Fridays, we are open right now until midnight. Um, and then Saturdays, we open at three uh, and open and then till midnight. Um, Sundays, we're open from uh, noon to five. Saturdays is at three o'clock because we also do the farmer's market. Oh, right on. So um, we try and introduce ourselves there to the downtown people Yeah. Uh, via the farmer's That's, market. I, I love the farmer's market down there. It's so yeah. awesome. So you can go down to the farmer's market and grab a dry spokes drink? Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool. Yeah, we have, um, we usually have like three drinks, two to three drinks that I'm making there. Um, we also have some canned stuff we'll put on ice for people that just want something canned. Uh -huh. And then we bring a little bit of our bottle shop with us. So we'll pack up some bottles and if you're looking for like a gift or something or a souvenir. Or... Oh, I didn't even yeah. see that back there. Okay, yeah. cool. So you've got, so you've got NA, looks like some beers and, and mm -hmm. some other things over there. And wow, quite the selection. And then, like you said, bottle shops. So there's all sorts of different choices there. Yeah, that's, that's uh... fantastic. <laughs> Usually those those lights are on too, but um, well, I mean yeah. we're we're here after hours, so so it's all good. So okay, so the old fashioned is is I was distracted by the uh, shiny bottles over yeah. there. Um, so what all is going into the old fashioned? Yeah, so we use um, we use some bourbon uh, barrel aged maple syrup. Um, oh, neat. So, oh, can I get that for some pancakes? That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and we do it for like really two reasons. One is uh, it adds like almost a third bourbon element to it. Um, so you're almost getting three bourbon flavors in this old fashioned. And then yeah. um, with the viscosity of maple syrup, it helps bring up that mouthfeel for you. Oh, cool. Um, and then we use two different bourbons or two different whiskeys rather. And it kind of depends on the mood I'm in. Today I'm, I'm making a little bit of a sweeter one. Okay. Uh, but you know, this one was distilled like an actual bourbon. And so was this one. They're both out of Kentucky. Okay. Um, they know they know a couple of things over yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but they have different flavor profiles. So just like a, you know, an alcoholic bourbon would, so. I love it. Oh yes, yeah, it's handmade from whiskey right on the bottle. Yep. And I suppose if one is being uh, a little more sugar and calorie conscious, an NA cocktail may help you out in some aspects. Of course, if there's agave syrup and things, it's going to add a few. But yeah. um, overall, maybe mm -hmm. a little less. So I, I have a beautiful old fashioned before me. We're going to make sure we get a nice picture of this so that people can see what these beautiful drinks look like. Because my goodness, let's, let's do a nice top down there. We got the orange slice in there. Got a little piece of canela, some cinnamon stick in there. And absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Well, cheers. Thank you. Cheers, yeah. Oh my goodness. The, the, before, I, I haven't even got to the sip yet, but the aroma coming off there is awesome. Oh, that's good. I like the, you had mentioned adding the, the syrup in there for the mouthfeel. And mm -hmm. I think that's so cool. So it doesn't feel like you're, because you're not drinking water. There's yeah. plenty in here that maple note and that really does kind of kick off and, and maybe it's either the 
the whiskeys themselves or because the other one's uh, a bourbon, mm -hmm. more a bourbon style. Yeah. Definitely has, it definitely has a woody aroma to it. Yeah, good. Oh, delicious. So did you have any challenges with getting this place going as far as like regulations? Are there people that had to ask you questions about like, wait a minute, you know, you have to close at X time or are you carding everybody or... Yeah. <laughs> was it more, did, did the, the community, did the city even know what to do with what you were doing? No. Um, <laughs> so that was when we first launched, that was probably just like starting any small business, right? For any, yeah. anybody starting a small business, it is, it's not a road, an easy roadmap. Um, so I was very fortunate and I found some, some resources at another small business owner that, um, he owns a, a chocolate business and oh, cool. he's like, go you know, think about this, think about that, okay, perfect. Um, and so when I started approaching, you know, the different entities, I was like, I am a non-alcoholic bar. Yeah. And they're like, well, a what? A what? <laughs> uh, which is true. That way they were like that people told me and some people still to this day do tell us that that's never going to work. Um, and so I had to be like, no, this is what we're doing. Um, and with that, they're like, well, so you're selling alcohol. I said, no, I'm not selling alcohol. Um, selling non-alcoholic spirits. Right. Um, and so I, my first idea was to just launch with non-alcoholic beer. People understand beer. Sure. They understand non-alcoholic beer. They, they've heard of it. They've heard it before. Mm -hmm. I will launch with that. Um, however, um, that is not how the state of Nebraska sees it um, because it is considered alcoholic here um, in the state of Nebraska. Really? Yeah. So I had to talk to the Liquor Commission and because of the time we were mobile, yeah. um, they said you cannot sell alcoholic beverages as a mobile pop-up. I was like, well, now I got to figure out what to do now. Um, because you have to have a catering license to do that and have a catering license, you have to have a brick and mortar. Oh my goodness. So, um, to get a liquor license for non-alcoholic beer. So I pivoted and I found non-alcoholic spirits and that's how we launched. Um, which was interesting. <laughs> Whoa. So, so the, the non-alcoholic beer mm -hmm. counts as alcohol beer but the spirits do not? Correct, yeah. So the way uh, Nebraska defines alcoholic uh, beverages or beer specifically is uh -huh. fermented malt. So liquor laws vary from state to state. Uh -huh. um, and so that was, I think, part of the um, education process as this industry grows of like yeah. what the state laws are. So non-alcoholic beer, less than 0.5% federal level, uh, but different states have different laws. Um, so with that being said, um, we had to get an, a liquor license to carry non-alcoholic beer here um, because now we're a brick and mortar and now we can do it. Wow. Um, which is another thing too. You have to be a voting Nebraska resident to have a liquor license oh. and, and your spouse too, which I'm still a resident of Texas. Um, just didn't want to deal with paperwork in Fair the enough. military. Um, yeah. So that prevented us. So my brother is, is he's involved with the business. He's our your other living. representative yeah, there. Representative, yeah. Other representative there. Yeah. Wow. So you you've had to negotiate, well, first of all, things that nobody else has really had to negotiate, sounds like, in this area. Yeah. And so you're blazing a few trails there. <laughs> I hope so. Um and, and a half. And then also for it's so cool that you like kind of moved what you were interested in as far as what you wanted to drink, what you wanted to do, and then turn that into traveling. A very difficult road, I think, in some aspects, trying to figure this all out. Um, it sounds like you've never owned a business before. This is, I have not. Nope. So, so never owned a business before, never been in the hospitality industry, um, and then making a bar happen mm -hmm. of a type that isn't available anywhere yeah. else. How fun! Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be nice when you when you you know put the key in the door when you go home too, and like be like, yeah, we we did this thing, and people are showing up. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing you have regulars that come in and that's yeah. got to feel great. Yeah, it's been um, really cool seeing uh, moments happen in the bar. And I, I don't know if, I mean, I actually I know that's true for anybody in the hospitality industry, but like I didn't know that that was something that was going to probably be the most memorable thing mm. about here um, is that we've seen first dates happen. We've seen friends just get together and they come in and... For us, it's really cool because we don't care if you drink alcohol or not. We're just going to give you a good drink. Yeah. Um, and that has relieved some pressure off of some people. Like, 
you can see someone who's nervous on a first date and then they like, okay, like, all right, like this is a very safe environment um, for, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's probably been really cool. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. So you've taken your dream, turned it into reality, you're helping others out and then you get a, you know, uh, when we, when we first started talking here, you know, I wanted to make sure part of this show is it's, it's a fun conversation about food. A lot of times it leads to conversations about heart and soul. And we yeah. just, we just kind of had a, a, a good connection over your experiences there with your, with your customers. But, you know, you know, asking where, you know, you felt most comfortable, like I feel comfortable behind the bar and, and you're, you know, making it happen and doing things and, uh, just, you know, making your own dream come through, come true. And then bringing, um, the happiness that you've experienced and being able to nerd out with somebody like me that likes yeah. to nerd out about cocktails or just serving, like you said, somebody that's having a first date or whatever. And, and then neat that it has provided an unexpected benefit that, yeah. that maybe you didn't see right away, which yeah. is super cool. Well, so if somebody wants to find out what's going on with dry spokes, mm -hmm. maybe see some more pictures of, of cocktails or just see what's happening. How do people find you? Yeah, we do. Uh, we have some socials. Um, we are on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then we do have our website, dryspokes.com. Um, we list all of our events there on, uh, on it's called our events tab. Um, and then that's what's going on here. We like I said, we have that event site over there. Um, so we actually have uh, some Harry Potter trivia coming up. We oh, have uh, some live music. We have uh, board game nights. So a whole bunch of stuff that's going on um, for anybody to just come and hang out. Um, or the quiet side, if you will, you can just sit here and, you know, do some work if you want. So, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And, yeah. and on uh, social, what is your, your handle so people can find you? It's just dry spokes. Easy peasy. Dry spokes. Yep. So far we're the first and only with that name. So yeah. Love it. Setting the standard there as well. Yeah. Well, Maya, thank you so much for introducing me to dry spokes mm -hmm. for introducing me to various drinks. We had the well-wisher. You made me my very first like official homage to a margarita. I've got this nice ice, still ice cold, old fashioned sitting before me. I, I've never experienced any of these things. So um, a list of firsts for me today okay. and truly thank you. So thank you. awesome. Well, we'll wrap it up here. This is Dave on Saturday Omaha. And as we say on the show, until we eat again, or maybe until we drink again, stay hungry, stay thirsty. Bye.